hated this job. My last job interview was 11 years ago, before Piper was born, at the Viking Herald, a weekly gazette devoted primarily to Scandinavian heritage, pet adoptions, and police blotters. The Herald was hiring an ad sales rep at the time. A telemarketing gig, basically. I met with the head of sales in his office at the ass end of a new business park on the edge of town. Right away, I forgot his name. Wayne, Warren, Walter. Not so much a salesman as a miscast folk singer. Someone you might find strumming Tom Dooley in the shadow of a cotton candy stand on a boardwalk somewhere. Have you ever sold anything? He asked me. Muffins, I told him. I didn't get the job. This morning, I'm wearing one of the button-down shirts my estranged wife, Janet, bought me five years ago, when it looked as though I'd finally be rejoining the workforce. Never happened. We got pregnant with Jody instead. I arrive at the farm nine minutes early, just in time to see whom I presume to be one of my job competitors waddle out the front door and down the access ramp in sweatpants. She squeezes herself behind the wheel of a rusty Datsun and sputters past me up the bumpy driveway, riding low on the driver's side. The sweatpants bode well, and even with three missing hubcaps, my Subaru looks better than that crappy Datsun. The walkway is muddy. The ramp is long, like a gallows. I'm greeted at the door by a silver-eyed woman, roughly my own age, maybe a few years older, she stands tall and straight as an exclamation point, in bootleg jeans and a form-fitting cotton work shirt. She's coaxed her flaxen hair into an efficient bun at the back of her head. You must be Benjamin, she says. I'm Elsa. Come in. Trevor is still brushing his teeth. She leads me through the darkened dining room to the living room, where a tray table on wheels and a big-screen TV dominate the landscape. She offers me a straight-back chair and seats herself across from me on the sofa next to the reclining figure of an enormous brown cat showing no signs of life. Big cat, I say. He's a little testy, but he's a good ratter. She pets the cat, who bristles immediately. She strokes it until it hisses. Undaunted, she forges on until the beast begins to purr. I like this woman. She's tough, forgiving, the kind that sticks it out when the going gets rough. My neighbor has a cat, I offer. What a coincidence, she says. So tell me, do you have any other clients? Not at the moment. But you have experience caregiving, right? Not professionally. She's unable to suppress a sigh. Poor thing. First the lady in sweatpants, now me. But I've worked with kids a lot, I say. Professionally? Not exactly. Do you have children? No, not exactly. She glances at the clock on the wall. Do you mind if I ask what led you to caregiving, she says. I guess I thought I might be good at it. Because... Because I'm a caring person. I understand people's needs. Do you know anything about MD? A little bit. And what did you think of the class?
Honestly? Honestly. I thought it was, uh, pretty informative. Hmm, she says. I mean, a lot of the stuff was common sense, but some of it was pretty eye-opening in terms of, you know, just different methods and approaches to... I've lost her. Benjamin, I've taken the class, she says. At last, Trevor wheels into the living room, a good-looking kid in spite of an oily complexion and a severe case of bedhead. He's sporting khaki cargos, a black shirt, and G-unit low tops. The disease has left him wafer-thin and knobby, slightly hunched and oddly contorted in his jet-black wheelchair. Trevor, this is Benjamin. You can call me Ben. He shifts in his seat and angles his head.